I'm not gonna lie, man, and we can just derail this for two seconds. Yeah. I have no fucking clue why cops have horses. Like, you can't give me like one legitimately good reason as to why. Episode two. Episode two. Season five. Season five. We in it. <laughs> you already know what it is. Weekly episodes. Look at that. It's funny because like when we were just talking, I was like, "What episode?" I was like, "Episode like twenty-eight or 30 And I remembered new season. Well, new season, new us. Let's get it. Let's get it. We got a lot to talk about, but before we get into all that, we got to do the usual the like warm up, man. man. Checking with each other, you know. What have you been saying? What's good? I'm chilling, man. Uh, weather's getting colder. We got to do our weather update always. Of course. But, so I'm staying in. Uh, catching up on shows and all that. You know, I love my Love Island. Yeah. <laughs> a new bombshell has entered the villa. <laughs> you have yeah, no like, idea what I'm I talking have no about. no fucking clue. I've never watched that show before. <laughs> nah, it's lit though. Love Island UK is on right now. Spending some time watching that. Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm chilling other than that. I feel like I kind of want to plan a vacation soon. I'm in this exact same boat, bro. You know, like but it's getting real cold. They're saying it's going to hit like negative 10. I mean, someone from fucking like Montreal, Alaska is going to be listening. You think minus 10 is cold? It's fucking minus 50 every goddamn day in my house. It's relative. Whatever. Turn the heat on. The same person who's going to comment on that is going to be the same fucking guy who commented on the last TikTok video or whatever. (laughs) Was named Joshua or something like that. Clark. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, we're getting getting some uh, some snarky comments. comments. Let's take two minutes and just talk a little bit about like that experience because we've never really put video content out no. there before in the world yeah. and like tiktok like does its thing and just you know anybody Lots will see this you know what i mean like yeah. it's not like youtube where it's like all right well i'm gonna put this on the internet and see how it does yeah or a blog post or whatever this shit like we're getting comments from so people like, like i don't even know who this is and then we're getting absolutely flamed by a couple of <laughs> people in the comment section i want you to like pop them up as we're talking about this. That'd be too. funny. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, it, it we hear the community. Uh, <laughs> you know, they have their opinions. We have our own, like we say. Just kind of fun to put that out there. We're getting engagement, so hey it's man, it is, you know, people you know? are listening. Yeah. But if you're asking me how things are going, I wasn't. Uh <laughs> Nah. Oh man! Nah, go for it. We're go getting for roasted. It. I've been <laughs> roasting the comments in your own house. on my own house, man. On my own podcast. What's going on? Um, same kind of vibe, man. I yeah. feel like it's not even just the weather. It's just kind of is. It's like it's gray outside. Yep. I'm doing the dry January thing, so I haven't been like, you know, going out and drinking at all. So, yeah, like yeah. my plans have entirely changed. Um, I feel like the weeks are becoming a little bit more monotonous. It's just that time of year, and I had Jamaica to look forward to last year. Hey. This year, you know, I got, a, I got a lot of trips planned for this summer. So, and a lot of bachelor parties. Cause all my fucking friends are getting married this year for some reason. Except me. Yeah, I mean, and me. Uh, <laughs> Believe that part out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, I, I just don't have the money. I don't have the funds. I feel uh, you, to secure yeah. Because you're planning the for all trip. those things. Right, yeah, right, right. like I got... I got, you know, bachelor parties. I got I'm going to Boston, I'm going to Ireland, I'm going to Sweden. I'm going to. Oh, well, we didn't even talk about Ireland. What? You know? Damn. Yeah, man. I'm Mr. Worldwide, truly. Look at that. You okay, know? okay. That's who I am. Which one are you most excited for? Um, hard to pick. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to pick. Like, yeah. I think, like, everything has a different reason. Like, 
Sweden will be cool because it's like I've never been anywhere like that before. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting. But Ireland will be really cool because, like, it's my girlfriend's family is all from there. So oh, we'll okay, okay. spend time there, get to right. understand a little bit of like the background there. So uh, I think both will be really exciting. I'm gonna do the Guinness tour, obviously. Yes, sir. Uh, so gotta get it done. But lots to look forward to down the road. Just tough that you know can't get that you know one or two getaways. Uh, you know, at the beginning of the year. I am going to Montreal though in a couple of weeks. Oh, Montreal is like, yeah. You, you got to sprinkle those in to yeah. the year a few times. Trying to do Vancouver as well. Nice. Uh, sorry, Annika. I'm probably not going to Halifax, but... You should get out to Halifax, man. <laughs> Another time, you know. Yeah, Maybe fair next enough. year fair or enough. the following year. But it's a great place to go, man. 100%. Take, take from me. Don't yeah. go in the wintertime. Again, sorry, yeah, Annika. No, no, no. Um, but in the summer, it's awesome. Yeah, like, it's like, it's like a big, small town. So it's like it was like a city center. There's a lot of places, restaurants, and bars you can go to right along the water. This man said it's a there's a city center. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, now that I think about it, like, what does that mean? Like, I don't know. It's like a like, city, a fucking there's a, buildings yeah. and shit. Like, I don't know, man. But it's a yeah. it's a great place to go travel. Got to get on the East Coast, man. Hey, gotta at some point, done. at some point, but. I got to go to other places for, before that. You but you know? know how you're not going to get to them though. What? On the TTC. On the TTC. Look at the segue. You know. This is five years in the making. Easy. Let's do our first topic. Let's jump in. If you're from Toronto, honestly, Vancouver as well. Like, they're going through something very similar. There's something different, man. You could say a major city in general. Like, New York has had this problem forever. But the increased violence on the TTC is something we can't just, like, skip over. Um, yeah, like it's been very obvious. Yeah, for, for those who might not know or, or not be from Toronto, sure, yeah, it's like I think it was either last week or the week before, where there's like five consecutive days where like something bad happened. Last like the week, police there were had like to get involved three or four in a row. Yeah, the previous week there were a bunch, and it's like I don't know if it's just more reporting than there was before. I don't know if it's statistically increased, but. The headlines are scaring it. the hell out of me, man. Yeah, like, man. You see people getting robbed, stabbed, attacked, attacked like, random, you know, random provoked, attacks. Like yeah. just in general, like, like it, how how does stuff like this happen? Yeah. But you know, I caught myself saying that, and then I started to realize where it's like there's a lot of factors as of to why things like this happen. People and now, are, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. People are quick to like go to the comment sections and say, "Oh, well." You know, Toronto's become so violent. Yeah. This stuff never happened back in my day. It's like, yeah, like, you know, maybe not as much, or maybe it was reported on differently, but there's yeah. a lot of things to be taken into consideration here. Like what? Like inflation, the mm -hmm. cost of everything is going up. Yeah. And not a lot of, and wages aren't. So, like, whether or not this is a, a direct byproduct or indirect byproduct of something like that happening, yeah, yeah. like, you know, at the end of the day, you have a city full of people where, like, costs are going up, rent is increasing, things are very much being, um, and costs are being increased to the point of it not being affordable anymore as it pertains to food and priced out or of their own city, cars yeah. or anything like that. So, it's like a lot of people are getting priced out of their own city, to your point. Yeah. And it's a very difficult problem to manage when you have, like, you know, people getting literally pushed out from, like, a living perspective, right? Yeah. And then, even then, like, even if you were to go out to Mississauga or Etobicoke or the East End, whatever, Scarborough, like, yeah. there's places there where it's, like, man, like, people are, again, like, being forced out of areas like that. And those are, like, the places where people used to go when it was, like, yeah, I can't live in Toronto because it's too, too expensive. 
Yeah, of course, man. Like, I think it's that. Um, but then, like, the byproduct of that is, like, increased homelessness, right? Like, because there's people that they cannot afford the rent anymore. The, there's not enough jobs and paying what they need. they get into bad need. stuff, like drugs, alcohol, 100% mental health issues deteriorate. Rely I think on the system. 100%. The system is broken. The system doesn't keep people afloat. And if you think coming out of the pandemic, too, that's when I started to really see the change. Just, yeah. like, living downtown, I'm like, oh, there's, like, a lot more people without homes than I've ever seen before. Totally. You know, um, coming out of the pandemic where a lot of people lost their jobs and people, their health deteriorated and all that. They didn't have the services. People are getting desperate. People are getting desperate, right? So you're seeing the byproduct of that two years later, three years later, manifest itself on the TTC where every time you're on the subway, man, like I'm on it a lot to go to the gym that I go to. And there's always something going on, some person having this like panic attack or situation where you're like, I need to observe this for my own safety. To yeah, make like sure. I got to be aware. I need to be aware. Like I'm turning the music down a little bit. And I'm this tall guy that like, you know, I'm no fucking bodybuilder, but like imagine yeah. people that are like way smaller and like don't have the male privilege and all of that. Like I'm totally. sure they're terrified, you know? Totally. Um, and you're seeing that manifest itself in the conversations we have as citizens of Toronto, you're seeing on the TikToks, like the, they we're, we're masking it by humor, but the jokes we're making about real. hold the keys in between your knuckles when you're on the TTC and all that. It's like, we're laughing about it, but like that's, that's a Man, reality. Like, there's, there's somewhat of a, a truth within that, 100%, right? Yeah. And it kind of makes like, I don't know, like I, I, I just started the meal delivery program, yeah, yeah. like Chef's Plate or whatever it is. Right. This last week, for the first time ever. I'm a late adopter or whatever <laughs> that term is, okay? Like this is a new world to me. Yeah. And like we got, I don't know, like four or five meals and it's like two big portions each for $50. I'm like, oh, wow. that's pretty great. And mind yeah. you, it was like the discounted first time member sure, price sure. or whatever it is. Man, I pick up like three or four things from like that like independent grocery store across the street, and bro, I like owe the bank money after that, bro. Like carrots cost me five dollars, bro. Yeah, I'm just like, man, like this is this is crazy. Yeah, you know, and you know when you take that, like I can afford it because I'm lucky enough to have like a job where I can like sustain and like save my money and whatnot. Sure, but like man, like when people are living paycheck to paycheck, you know. They're, they're getting desperate. And I saw something very recently where, you know, I can't remember which grocery store chain, but it was one of the big ones. They just uh, released their profits for, I think it was a Q4 last year or something soaring, like that. Soaring to the and roof. it's like, it's yeah. everything's getting jacked up and like they're having record years. And yeah. I'm like, man, this is like just straight up exploitation. You're seeing a lot of grocery theft now. Like I'm, I'm actually seeing it, and the numbers are indicating it yeah. as well. But like, whenever I'm I independent, I'm seeing people rob the store, and I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, man. That's when you know, man. Because I'm like, like, man, like this shit happens way more than ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, we're reaching a point where I'm like, tensions are so high between people. People are getting desperate to eat, and like, man, in a city that fully has the infrastructure and the money to be able to, to at very minimum sustain and, and take care of its people isn't doing that. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. People stealing from the rich basically. So let's look at a what, bigger divide. Let's look at what they're trying to do to remedy this situation on the TTC. So sure. John Tory entertain me. It's proposing a 50 million, $48.5 million increase to the police budget, sure. um, which is a 4.3 increase from last year. So expensive. 
So expected. I don't know if you've been on the subway recently or the streetcars, but you're starting to see an increased police presence. And there are a couple photos that went viral, on, like Toronto viral over the weekend. One with this guy with an assault rifle at Union Station. And it's like, sure, you had the cap on it, but like, why do you have that? Like a police officer. A police right? officer. Okay. Sorry, I was like, sorry. Yeah, shit. yeah, a police officer. <laughs> and another one that uh, the Toronto Police Twitter account posted where the officer was on horseback outside of the station. And everyone's like, what if he needs to go down the station? Like, well, why do you have a horse? I'm you not going to lie, man. And we can just derail this for two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I have no fucking clue why cops have horses. Like, yeah. you can't give Thank me, you. like, one legitimately good reason as to why a police officer needs to be on like a horse, a horseback, like I'm. <laughs> How do you arrest someone? Like, yeah, what's it's like, the... hey, stop right. They they have the <laughs> rope where like someone's like driving off and they have they a rope and they one. throw it on the car and they're wrangling in. Yeah, it's like, like man, like when you think about it, it's supposed like, to be for crowd control, but sure, yeah, you know what but. I mean. So it's like, okay, you take away. You look at how much is it? How much does a horse cost? Yeah. I'm gonna say at least like five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm gonna guess that probably I'm, I'm probably wrong. It might yeah. be more. Yeah, it's more. But like you ha- and there's and there's thousands of them that like the cops. <laughs> there are maybe like a hundred horses. Let's call it. Yeah. To maintain. Yeah. So you need to feed these horses enough so that like they can like walk for a considerable amount of time. Yeah. You need to take care of them. Train them. Train them. <laughs> For what? They fucking leave horse shit on the side yeah. of the road. And cops don't pick Somebody that up. gets in trouble for when their dog takes a dump on the sidewalk and doesn't pick it up, but a horse is fully okay with dropping a fucking load in the bike lane yeah. and that's all right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? This is, I'm not to make a joke into the episode no, here, but like, you know, when you talk about increasing the budget, am I going to see more fucking horses, horses on the road? Yo, there are oh, people photoshopping a horse on the subway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, if man. there's anybody out there, and I know probably fucking Jake or whatever his name yeah, from yeah. TikTok, if you give me one legitimate reason why a cop needs to be on a, on a horse. Yeah. Like a I'm, single cop on one horse. This is not crowd control. This is one no, horse and just, one just cop. just walking up and down the street. Yeah. You know what I mean? Give to me that. To fix, like, Jake. TTC crime. Meaning, okay, you're outside of a subway station, but what if something happens on the track? So what are you doing? You're going to park the horse and then run down? Like, I don't... You know what I mean? There's just like, so many questions about logistically <laughs> how this works. It doesn't make any sense. So to tie this back together, yeah. when you look at, like, a $50 million increase of the police budget... And, like, in the grand scheme of city planning, yeah. like, $50 million isn't a crazy amount of no, money. No. But it's still, like, $50 million money that could be been, used yeah. towards almost anything else. Because, like, the first reaction is, hey, there's, there's more violence that's happening. We should get more police officers to stop the violence. Expanded. Haven't we realized that this is the <laughs> wrong way to treat problems yet? Like we you know what they're the, going to do? What's that? What they're already doing is they're like trying to get rid of homeless people sleeping on the subway, which is not an issue to anyone else as long as, you know, like they need somewhere to sleep. Yeah. They're going to probably arrest fare invaders and all of that. Like yeah. this is not increasing the safety. Yeah. If anything, I feel more scared seeing someone with an assault rifle. Police are not... Yeah. At the station, I'm like, what can happen? This may, yeah, what what is happening that warrants somebody with this? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know? I just don't get it, man. This it's, is like, John Tory needs to be taking the subway. 
Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Politicians need to be taken to subway yeah. for a certain amount of time. Yeah, you you need to see this shit in real life. Man. 100%. You need to see this in action. You need to have the lived experience of like a, a citizen that needs yeah. to get to work or a citizen that needs car. to go to school. Yeah, you know, a mom uh, taking her kids or a dad taking you know his 100%. kids yeah. to school on the subway or sending his kids on the Bruh. subway to go to school. <laughs> You think that they're going to feel all right with something like this? This is going to get bad. Yeah, well, it's going to get bad. And it's yeah. like you can feel an energy in the air, man. Like, it's it's it's, it's hard. Yeah. And, like, I'm sitting here it live in a condo, a safe building. Straight up. Straight you know, up. I am, like, totally good. But it's not necessarily about that. It's like, hey, look at, take a look around and realize that, like, you have to be accountable to making things better for the people who live in your city. Yeah. Easily. At bare minimum. So, man, we're just seeing the start of it. So, we're, you know, we talk about this every week. So, we'll see how this stuff evolves and if the city gets better with more police. But I yeah, can yeah. tell you. I, th- I, th- I think we know the answer to that one. Easily. Well, yeah. let's Jake's move on. Jake's going to be pissed. Jake, yeah, Clarkson and Jake. Yeah, Clark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys, man. Um, so, this one is complete different direction as we do on the magic podcast you know i like that i like that <laughs> no soundboard but we got yeah, no, yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying uh i saw this topic on twitter and it got a lot of people riled up a lot of people mad uh basically <laughs> the general question is is today's music worse than before like like it says all genres all here. genres so he's like the only genre this is some you know uh influencer in toronto he's like the only genre that's like holding up is afrobeat and R&B, but all the other ones, rock, rap, pop, all of that, like they're way better in the early days. So we're talking 90s, 80s, early 2000s type of music compared to 2010, post 2010. Sure. And here's the thing, music is subjective. Everyone has, your favorite song could be someone's least favorite song. So you're never really gonna have an official conversation on this. But I am curious, what are your thoughts in terms of, do you find the music today holds up to what you listened to when you were younger? I'm going to take two steps back on this one. Yeah. People, like, are so quick to be like, well, back in my day, yeah, the music was was way better because we listened to it on the radio and we didn't have, the, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's been nostalgia. Or it's just like, man, like, yeah, you say the nostalgia effect, like, sure. But, like, I think that's a ridiculous question to ask. Yeah. Like, at any point in time, like, to your point, music is subjective. There's no, like, this is better no than this. No one can say that. No yeah. one can say this. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, at the end of the day, like, people who are saying, like, oh, R&B and, you know, Afro beats yeah, yeah. are better or, like, are progressing or very consistent to what they were time yeah, ago, yeah. I'm like, okay, you probably just like those genres of music more. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you can you say know? that. Yeah, so it's like, that doesn't really do anything for me. But... I disagree. Like, I mean, I'm someone who arguably likes to listen to more of the newer generation, new generation of music, musicians, um, than the old ones. Like, there's, there's, the nostalgia effect for me is like, yes, I love like 50 Cent. Yes, I love like Jay Z and and Lil Wayne. Like, man, I grew up on that stuff. And like, I'll always listen to it because it's like, man, like, this, this is good music to me. That doesn't mean that like, what I'm listening to now, like the Drakes right now are not as good. But even the then, Cole, the yeah, sure. Lozy. But even then, like I, I listen to some pretty like progressive hip hop. You know what I mean? Like sure. different, different, like 
you know, like a little Uzi vert. Yeah, yeah. Not, like, I'm not, not, not going to say, like, oh, like, I listen to this underground stuff because yeah, I don't yeah. want to get flamed in the comments <laughs> being like, little Uzi vert's <laughs> not like this. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. stuff that's, like, obviously from the new generation. It's way different than what they're... It's totally different. Before. That's what yeah. I meant by that last point. Yeah. I like, I like that just as much as I like the stuff from back in the day. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I think, like, to ask a question is, like, is today's music worse? It's like, no, it's just, like, way different. Like, we've progressed. Yeah. And the thing that I love about music is that it's like a time machine. You can see how things change and evolve over time. But does it mean that, like, based on like culture and society and where things are at, too, where like things the, are at, and it's contents from, of the music? I love listening to mu new music constantly because it's like you get to see how the previous generation influenced this new style of music. Yeah, like, um, like for example, like you know the artist Yeet. Do you know Yeet? I've heard of him, but I couldn't name a song. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. So I've been listening to a little bit of Yeet lately, <laughs> yeah. and it's like it's very different. Like it's it's very very different. Yeah, you is it like you? Young Lean type of. Not not really. It's okay. like the best the best way that I can say it's like a combination of like Young Thug and Playboy Cardi. Okay. Yeah. I'd say it's two like very progressive artists themselves. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's like two guys in their own time that were like a bit ahead of their time. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like transpired to like an entirely different like subgenre of hip hop that is like so weird and like yeah. non-articulate yeah. and different. Right. And right, I right. love that because I'm like, man, this actually sounds like I can see where like everyone's all like all oh, Playboy Cardi, like whatever. You either love him or hate him or whatever. Sure. But like yeah. he influenced an entirely different generation of of artists now. I yeah. think that's really cool. And he was influenced by the Waynes and by Lil Wayne, and, and yeah, Lil Wayne yeah. was influenced by like uh, you know whoever. Yeah, you know it's it's such an interesting topic because everyone gets very passionate when it comes to music because it's subjective, right? Of like course. your favorite song could be someone's least favorite song, whatever. Everyone has an opinion because everyone I know listens to music. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, so for me, like I can only speak personally, and I will say that. I don't, there is a bit of a nostalgia effect for me. Like, I, I bumped 50 Cent like he just came out yesterday. Of course. I love 50 of Cent. Of course. Everyone that knows me, Jay-Z is my favorite rapper. I love listening to Tupac, all of that. And I'm not going to say that J. Cole is a better rapper than Jay-Z or whatever it sure. is. But there's so much music out there right now that there's no way you can say that it got worse. Oh, Maybe ooh. what is, like, pushed mainstream, sure. And what I, mean, what I mean by mainstream is if you turn on the radio... But in terms of like artist discovery, there's so many dope artists right now. Yeah. But it's like they're holding it down across yeah, genres, you know? If you think today's music is bad, you're not yeah. listening. I think there's just more artists. <laughs> That's yeah, the thing. Totally. Just more people, right? So there's more people. It's easier. The barrier to entry is lower than ever before yeah. to make music. Which is amazing, you right? Know? Which because, is amazing. And then you get to see the actual influence from previous generations. And the same hacks who like say, oh, Today's music is worse than the ones uh, from, from before. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Okay, cool. Like, your dad was saying that about the shit that That's you listened thing. to That's when you were point. listening to 50. That's a good point. You know what I mean? And, yeah. that, and that guy's dad was yeah, saying yeah. to, you know? It's like, when they were listening to Rock Kim, when they were like, this yeah, is and then amazing. they were listening to the fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like yeah, yeah. every generation. generation has their own, like, back in my day, we listened to good music like yeah. this. And then like you ask that person's predecessor and they're like, yo, that shit sucks. Yeah. I listen to Beethoven, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, eventually it just goes back in time to be like, yeah. oh yeah, like I listen to like, 
Whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like yeah. Mongolian flute songs, <laughs> hymns back nah, in the day, and those were fire. That is a good point, though, because, like, when we're parents of, like, teenagers, we're going to be listening to whatever the hell they're listening to, and it's like, this is no, it's not like Kendrick. Yeah. It's not yeah, like yeah. Drake from back then, you know? And yeah. then you're playing, like, Hotline Bling for your son, and he's like, what the hell is this? Yeah, man, it's the same <laughs> shit. Know? It's like, yeah. you have a PS5 and you have a PS1. Yeah, yeah. Both are very good. One has been influenced by the other, yeah. but both like are different in in nature. Because and some of the time people they might existed. say because of nostalgia, the PS One is the best system of all time. Yeah, and like the PS Five could never beat it. Or totally, whatever, you know. And it's like, like sure, you're not but right like, or wrong. You can still play both and have fun. You can, yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? So it's a cool topic to entertain for a bit, but we know that there's not an answer to this. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you cannot say yes or no. It's all yeah. subjective. It's not like a consensus. No, no but no. I would say. But Is today's saying. music worse than no? I think you're ignorant if you're saying that. True, 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 true. All right, let's uh, let's keep moving on. Talk about YouTube for a bit. Um, this one's interesting. So like, shout out to YouTube. Yeah, shout out to YouTube. They're demonetizing videos with swearing. The government is trying to limit us, They're man. Censoring They're us. censoring us, bro. And here's the thing. So here's like their guidelines around it, right? So if you're there's any profanity within the first 15 seconds, they're going to demonetize your video. Okay, so you can say fuck at 16 right at seconds 16. in. <laughs> but the tricky thing is, they're not just doing this for new videos moving forward. They're going across all videos. So like any previous videos before this was enacted, which has got like the creative community, the creator community, I should say, riled up because they're like, that's not fair. Like, I, sh you know, Sure, this is a new rule, but like, what about all my other videos? Now I'm gonna yeah. make less money on them. Do you know why they're doing this? So what they're apparently like for advertisers is kind of like the the. Oh, it's suspection. like making it safer for advertisers to invest. Think about on like it. Disney Plus. Like they're not gonna want to advertise on a video that maybe has "fuck you" in the first ten seconds. Sure. Maybe they just want to open themselves to more. Advertising dollars. You yeah, know? I see that. Or maybe there's an investor around the corner that's trying to, you know, clean up the platform a bit. But I think it's interesting because it's like, I don't like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have my pitchfork raised at YouTube because they said this. Like, I just won't swear within the first 15 seconds. I do think it's interesting though that they're doing it across all videos, and it's like they're actually apologizing now because they're getting enough backlash where they're like we're going to rethink this approach and then come up with a new kind of strategy. And it's good that they you listen. Yeah. It's good that they listen. Because yeah. at the end of the day, like, I, I think that this is a very strange approach. Because yeah. if, if it's about advertising and it's like making sure everything is safe, then it's like, well, you're prioritizing, you know, advertising dollars over the people who are like in the community actually just like being free. And that's what made YouTube what it was. Freedom of speech. Freedom, yeah, yeah. freedom of expression, whatever yeah, sure. it is within reason, of course. But I do feel like it doesn't really make a ton of sense to like, uh, you know, start implementing this on videos that previously existed. Like yeah, that just doesn't, the rule was yeah, like, it doesn't yeah. really make any sense. Yeah. And also too, like it's a very strange approach because YouTube is um, a very diverse, um, has a very diverse community, right? Yeah, yeah. It has Everything. videos on, you know, all the way from like children's book reviews to like, yeah, yeah. you know, scary movie top tens and like, you know, anything in between, like literally everything. The point I'm trying to make yeah, here yeah, is that yeah. like, there's some video content that like warrants a bit of like realness. 
to it, right? And if, if someone says a trailer to yeah, a trailer or something like <laughs> that know? or anything, like you know, there is a bit of a a realness to say, well, like this, the content here is now being put as like inauthentic or like yeah. safe when it's not meant to be. And I think that's really important for what something like this does. Cause you're now you're saying, okay, every co- piece of content has to be that you want to monetize has to be uniform in some way, shape in or form. Way, shape or form. And yeah. I think if you do Where that, does that stop? what is, yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. And I think it's like, it could be a slippery slope. Cause it's like, sure. You read it. You're like 15 seconds. Who can't adhere to that? Like, sure. Just don't swear on the first 15. Does that then become 30? Does that then become a full video? Where does it stop? So I think a lot of people are just kind of scared at that censorship of like, here's this like big brother platform saying, you guys can't do this anymore, straighten up. And it's like, oh shit. Yeah. And that's also partially relying on these, these companies, right? Like they can do this if they want. They could say no videos with swearing. And people are gonna, like YouTube's massive. People are gonna follow, right? So. It's tough when your whole business is like wrapped up into the guidelines of a platform. Yeah. So <laughs> what are and, you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> there's not really much that you can do about it. You and know? that's again, where like mm-hmm. platforms like TikTok that yeah. have already, that are already winning in like the short form video content element industry. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it's it. Can are going to continue. Now. Are you going to continue to win because they don't have to put on these like, restrictions and rules like tiktok is still in the phase where it like doesn't always need to look to like advertisers to grow the platform yeah or to like make money off the platform which i think is like a unique differentiator between like youtube the youtube is like a it's all that's the only way they i mean youtube premium but who but i don't know anybody who (laughs) goes on youtube premium it's all ads you know what i mean yeah so I find like the platform was now like starting to get a little bit expired and a little bit desperate for like innovation because Fair. now yeah. they can't really do much. So like they have to rely on potential advertising dollars to say, that's probably what it is, you for know, sure. or it's like they've grown so much, but like they're probably pretty stagnant in terms of like, you know, exponential growth. And it's like, what's the next layer of that advertisers that maybe shied away before. And it's like, we need to open ourselves to them. And obviously, YouTube is a billion-dollar company. I'm not saying they're broke or totally. any, by any means. Absolutely. But they need to continue to grow yeah. constantly. When so. the, and when you're tasked to do that under, you know, the same vision that you've carried for X amount of years, and yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, you start to run out of ideas, so you have to monetize your platform in yeah. some way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's just how you do that's, you know, a bit of a differentiating factor. It'll be interesting because, you know, Again, like that uniformity between, yeah. you know, creators on YouTube, like the big ones, is is very different. So definitely, it'll be an interesting approach as to how this all comes together. But and YouTube, shout out to you for trying to like innovate and do something different. Did but we swear in the first fifteen? Probably. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. All right, we're already screwed here. Sorry. No ads. Sorry, YouTube. Yeah. Um, this one's an interesting one. Another <laughs> another good one. Yeah. Segwaying from. You know, I feel like we're the YouTube yeah. and then Gen Z the TikTok. Okay. You know what I mean? True, true, true. You know, uh, you know, personally, I feel YouTube is better than TikTok. No, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. And I argue that. You know. Shout um, to Vine. All right, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one's about um, salary transparency uh, and the new workforce coming in Gen Z. Yeah. Um, so the, what I'll start by saying is that this is a blanket statement. 
this was a headline that I read on an article that I just saw on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, so I like can't go too far into like assuming all of this is like legitimate and yeah, I don't know the condition behind it and all that. Yeah. But um, this article um, says Gen Zers won't even apply to a job if the salary is enlisted. Um, in some type of, from must what be, I take away nice. from this, must be nice. Yeah, it's yeah. like, uh, well, if somewhere's not going to pose a salary, then I'm not going to, then I'm not going to apply to it because I need to know all the details, transparency, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Okay. So, from my POV, like, I think, generally speaking, wanting to know the salary of a job that you're applying to, yeah, and that transparency. I don't disagree, should be in the upfront. Yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? I think yeah. that's very important. I think shows a lot. Where I have a problem with something like this is that it's just flat out ridiculous. Yeah, the right? blanket statement, right? You know, um, by saying, oh, well, it, it for me, it, it's kind of a, it plays into that Gen Z stereotype in the workplace, which is, you know, you know, entitled, the quiet quitting, type quiet, quiet that. quitting, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You know, we were entitled to understand X, Y, Z. Everything's yeah. on a plate. Like everyone's all like, oh, Gen Z is reimagining the workplace and they demand this, this and this. I'm like, I look at this headline. I'm like, let's not fucking be ridiculous here. You know what I mean? <laughs> like at the end of the day, like one, I don't know if this is actually true because it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. And I think it's probably a clickbait headline. Maybe. Yeah. But like me entering the workforce, yeah. I'm looking for an, a, a very junior level position. Let's call it an intern level position. And you're telling me that like, you know, I look at the job description, this job is completely exactly for me. I need a job because I'm graduating university or college. Yeah. Um, and I need something to pay the bills and get experience as I move up in the corporate world. You're telling me I'm not going to apply that because it doesn't show my $30,000 salary <laughs> in the thing. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my face. It's speaking, it's coming from a place of privilege, number one. If this is true, I feel like the only people that could actually <laughs> adhere to this or like really follow this consistently are people that don't need money right away. Yeah. But like for most of us, like you graduate from college, university with a ton of debt, you need money, you might be supporting other family members or other people. You're not going to, like, ignore a job opportunity just because they don't have the salary posted. Yeah. You can ask that question in the interview. Like, let's just be for real for a second, right? Yeah. Um, ideal scenario in life, it would be amazing if they all did post a salary. Yeah. Sure. It's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not right now, at least. Yeah. You know, you're still applying for that job. Let's just be for real. Yeah, know? and it's like... I. I don't, it, it totally comes from a place of privilege, of right? Course. Yeah. And it's like, well, like, I deserve to know X amount of information. I'm like, you know, there's a lot of things that we deserve in life. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that, it's like yeah. a parent talking to their kid. It's like, well, I think I deserve this because I've been good. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. life's tough, and I think life will throw a lot more at you than you expect. I think this is a bit of a ridiculous blanket statement that, you know, I'm not necessarily deeming as true, but I think again, like this uh, Gen Z or kind of like newer yeah. member to the workforce, uh, you'll see trending is very different than you know most, you know, uh, the millennials, Gen yeah. X. Or the thing is, like, I feel like this headline is doing exactly what, what they it want. want it to do, where it's like 
it adds to this generation divide of like yeah. shitting on Gen Z because you know they're not appropriate for the workforce and like they come in dressed however they want and take vacation whenever they want and all that. It's like, is that most Gen Z or is this just like like man an like, archetype we're creating? Yeah, you know? like is this real? I don't know. I don't really have many people in my network that yeah, are that young. But straight up, man. I like, have no and, idea. And that's the thing. It's like it's. It's a clickbait headline, yeah, I yeah. think, because I look at this and I'm like, okay, they want me to talk about how they want me to see this and be like, wow, Gen Z does this, and make your wow, post on LinkedIn. That's these so <laughs> these guys are so entitled and yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like when you look at it, it's a very interesting perspective because like being in the middle, right? It's like we're yeah, too young yeah. to be like running our own companies or like like leading a company, let's sure, call sure. it, yeah. um, and a team of people like an organization's worth of people not being in like a true leadership position at like a decent enough company that makes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. And we're also not starting out anymore. So we're yeah. like in this like in the middle phase where it's like, hmm, you kind of see both both you sides of things. You remember when you were just applying as a junior because it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So it's like I look at, you know, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of closer to the management side of things now yeah, where it's yeah. like, I understand the logistics of why things happen a certain way. Cause it's like, well, you know, we don't post a salary because I don't know, I can't think of a good reason. So maybe it's not I a great I example. Can't even remember. But yeah, but it's like, there's nuances and things that happen on the back end that like the company's not actively trying to like fuck you over. You know what I mean? I don't think. Some cases. In yeah. some cases, yes. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, there's yeah. not, I don't really feel like there's a strong, like I'm being taken advantage of through the interview process because most jobs, to your point that I've had, I've asked about the salary kind of upfront in my first conversation and that kind of determines my path forward. Yeah, yeah. When you're meeting a Gen Z, on the other side of things, there's a group of people coming in just being, just wanting honest answers about like why things are the certain way um, and why, you know, I can't dress more casually in the workplace if it's not a client-facing role or anything. They're asking like, good questions. You know, <laughs> it's, it's all it's all good, part of a good question. Yeah. And I think that like there's like stereotypes on this side, and there's stereotypes of like on this side of like the big business, you know, cheating people yeah, and yeah. out to get you. Which yeah. like in some cases, like man, at the end of the day, business is about like capital and taking advantage and making money. Yeah, but like it's not as explicit or overt. But then on the other side, you have this like group, a stereotype of like this uh, group of people who like want to do things differently. And, you know, I'm entitled to X, Y, Z, and I don't feel like I'm standing yeah. up to the system when in actuality, like some of that stuff put into practice doesn't actually happen or make sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all this stuff can happen because like there's a huge gap between like what the understanding of like a workplace is and expectations of a workplace are versus like what it actually ends up being. Definitely. Yeah, so it's a it's a tricky one. I definitely want to like read this article because we've done a lot of content about millennials versus Gen X expectations versus Gen Z and all of that and it's like all all of these are just created for marketing purposes. <laughs> hey, these are all these are all like sub segments of this, this is what people it is. that we're making up. We're yeah. making assumptions yeah. over. And this was for marketing. Like that is the reason why there's these 
generational characteristics and all of that for the most part. And some of them are true, but then, you know, some are completely, you cannot label an entire Yeah, you can't, you can't generation. just look at this and be like, oh, these people want this. Everyone that, from 18 to 26 needs salary change. Yeah. No, you know, it's just not, it's not yeah, the case. It's, but it's not the case. All, it's fun to talk about here and there, but I, I think we just can't get too cooped up into this whole, like, like the headlines. Because yeah, all this generation shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know? like, there's not that part of a line in the sand no. when, you, when you see it. No, no, no. Well, let's, move, right, on let's to, move on. Let's move on to our last topic here before we get into our feel-good news of the week of that I know you've been waiting for. Of course. Um, I work <laughs> in partnership, and a big part of what I do is find opportunities between one brand on this side and another brand on this side and yep. then create opportunities with that. So that's what you do. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a little <laughs> bit about what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about a partnership between a jewelry company, so Tiffany & Co. Um, iconic luxury jewelry Iconic brand. luxury jewelry, commercial jewelry brand. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and the iconic yeah, Nike Yeah, even Air more Force iconic, even, I will I say. I would say even more iconic. Yeah, I would say. You know say, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so these two brands came together to create like a limited edition Nike Air Force One. Um, okay, yeah. And I was like, wow, this is, you know, sure. that, that, that seems like it could be a very cool opportunity. Yeah. But whenever you mix like luxury or something that's very refined, which is something that's like, I'm not going to say gritty, but like mm. tougher in nature. Okay. With like the, the style, with like how it's worn, the popularity of the shoe, the yeah, casualness, yeah. but like, you know, luxury makes statement you're making. You yeah. know, I think those two things coming together, I think are very tricky. So there's a lot of backlash that's been going on uh, online because the actual design of the shoe flat out looks boring. It sucks. It's a like, black Air Force One with a turquoise logo. Yeah. Nike check. Yeah, yeah. with a Nike check on it. Yeah. You know? And it's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, this is an example of a time where, you know, when I look at the two core audiences that intersect here, yeah. like sometimes like the juxtaposition, juxtaposition sorry of like two very different brands coming together can actually be like kind of jokes or cool or like hit something so unique and yeah. such a unique demographic that it kind of works i think of like um remember when supreme example. made those crowbars yeah we talked about it last yeah yeah, yeah yeah like that to me is like i'm like this makes no sense yeah but i works. get how people just want one yeah. i got it I, yeah. I totally get it this one is like Okay, well, we need to obviously, like, Tiffany & Co., again, I'm not looking at the background line of this, but if I'm making assumptions, I'm looking at it like, we want to appeal to this target demographic, and this is how we think that we can do it. Here yeah. are the rules with how our collaboration is going to go. Design me a shoe. And they probably did, like, rounds of feedback being like, here's concept one, here's concept yeah. two, and then went to, like, concept 50 and was like, here's the most boring regular option that you're going to feel comfortable Ship with. It. That does nothing for both of these brands put together. Yeah. Sounds good as long as it's approved. The moral <laughs> of the story is, yeah, it's like when you have, like, when you're doing a partnership, you have to be able to relinquish some of your brand, and that's what the true value of something is. When you start peeling away from the real, you know, opportunities that exist by putting one brand together versus the other, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, for example, like I, uh, Paul George has a, a, a series of shoes that are designed like a PlayStation. And I'm like, oh. that is very cool. 
Like they're very sick looking shoes. Okay. And like that, that's cool because it's like, yeah, it might be in a slightly different color than the PlayStation logo or it might not have this perfectly, but it's like you get the designs of both things coming together and you're like, wow, it's actually a really cool product. But with Tiffany and co it's like, guys, you missed the mark here because like you could have done more and it shows that like if you're insecure as a brand, don't do a partnership. Yeah, like if you're not going to go all the way, then why do this? Yeah. And I think that's what, like, if you want to call it backlash, but a lot of people are just like questioning. They're like, why didn't you like go further? Like, why didn't you try something and push the boundaries a bit more and make actually make a bagel dunk? Make a bagel <laughs> dunk, bro. Yeah. Or like, it's not even, it doesn't even look luxurious, right? Like, it, there's no, if I didn't tell you, and we'll post a picture on socials, like, if I didn't tell you Tiffany and Co. is behind this, but I told you there was a brand, you would never guess them. And I feel like that's a problem. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like... You would never. Yeah. <laughs> you would never I'm guess not them. like, uh, like, th- it's not one of those ones where it's like, this is bridging the gap between, like, Luxury that brand and, and, and yeah. you know, this one. Yeah. It's like, we tried to do something cool and it ended up just flopping because we were too scared to do whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And we think that people are loyal enough that they're still going to buy it. And, Maybe they will, but I just think creatively, like, it's kind of a dud. It's just, it's like... limiting, bro. Yeah. It's, just, it's just not cool. And I would love to see, like, what was shelved. Because yeah, I'm sure there's too. some amazing designers working on this that it just, like, boiled down to this, like, very boring design. But, like, where did y'all start? Like, yeah. I want to see that stuff. I want to see, I wanna see the concept. It'll never come out, but... Yeah, I, mean, I want to see the pitch. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, like, what research do they have where these communities, like, intersect, right? Yeah. Like... Obviously, they do enough research to like validate that, but I'd love to. I'd love to get unpack behind that, that unpack that a bit. But let's jump into the feel good Woo! news of the week, man. We it's our it. favorite part of the episode, man. We made it. Feel good news of the week. Are you familiar with Mr. Beast? Yes. <laughs> I just found out about this guy like two months ago, but yeah. huge YouTuber. I think he's one of the top three, maybe YouTube content creators. Hopefully, he doesn't say shit at the beginning of his episodes. <laughs> They'll make the exception for him, right? Yeah. Well, Mr. Beast, he paid to correct the vision of a thousand blind people worldwide. And he made a whole video of it. It came out a few days ago. It already has like 50 million views. Insane, right? But ultimately, what they're speaking about is that half of the, half of the vision problems in the world are like due to cataracts. So like the cataract can like cover your whole eye to the point where you're blind. Um, and he went, and this is a 10-minute surgery for all these people. It's just that it costs money, and they don't have the money for it. So he paid for 1,000 people, made a whole video covering their stories and all that, befores and afters. That's great. And I'm just, like, I'm, like, smiling the whole time. I'm like, yo, this guy is, like, doing more for people than government. Government. <laughs> you know? Totally, man. Like, and I think, like, you know, last, last week we talked about, like, authenticity when it comes to stuff like this. Yeah. I think at the end of the day when it's, like, improving somebody's quality of life Easily. at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, Vision, man. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's important to, to do that for people. It's like, you know, we talked about, like, oh, we're, we're giving this, this meal to a homeless guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then recording it and feeling good about ourselves. Very but different. Like, there's a difference between something like this and that where it's like, hey, like, at the end of the day that the people on the other end get to see. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. That's great. Their quality of life's improved. So shout out to Mr. Beast. Um, feel good news of the week. We're going to keep that going I as much that, as we man. can. That's a favorite section, man. 100%. Um, that's episode two. Episode two, Season man. Season five. Season five. We Listen, out here. We got a lot more to go. We got some great guests on the horizon. Yes. We're not joking. 
We actually have people. We, I, I promise we do have people. We're we really have excited. People. But in the meantime, share the podcast with a friend, with a coworker, with a family member. We want as many people listening to the Mad Mix podcast as possible this year. Blow us up on TikTok. Let's do it. <laughs> shout out to Clark. Shout out to Gabriel. Yeah, shout, shout out to Jake. Yeah, shout out to yeah. fucking Jake, bro. Yo, that's our episode. Peace. Peace. <laughs>